conference finals are in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball and hockey playoffs, offering players a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is, it's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes every day in the NBA and NHL playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pool to Play page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Monday, June 14th. Ian Cameron uh, with you. We are excited and ready for uh, another playoff day of action. Following uh, yesterday, where we saw Game 1 between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders get underway. Tonight, it's Game 1 uh, in the Montreal Canadiens Vegas Golden Knights series. We will preview that game. Uh, side total player props. We'll really be diving into a few more player props now that we're down to just one game uh, on a daily basis to talk about here uh, on the Ice Guys show. But before we get to tonight, as we always do, we look back on the pre- previous day. And what we look back on was just an absolute clinic by the New York Islanders. Just an outstanding letter perfect game in how you win on the road in the playoffs. Uh, terrific job by the Islanders. Two to one victory. Uh, for the uh, Islanders in that game. Uh, we will be bringing Jimmy Murphy along in momentarily, by the way, and he correctly predicted not only the Islanders winning that game, but the exact final score, a 2-1. to one. Makes me wish I had bet the Islander 2-1 to one score uh, prop in that game, which would have been an insane price. Uh, but nevertheless, a great performance by the Islanders yesterday. And they are a team that, uh, Jimmy mentioned this too, after when he recapped the Bruins-Islanders series on Friday's show, he said, you know, basically when the Bruins had the puck, there was an Islander jersey draped all over them, all over the ice. That was the case. There was no time. There was no space to make any plays with the puck. That's the same thing I saw yesterday in the game against Tampa Bay. There was no time. There was no space for the Islanders to get, or for the Lightning rather, to make a play with the puck, either make a pass to a teammate, either get a shot away. It was always contested. Contested pucks. That was basically the New York Islanders all over the ice yesterday, contesting pucks every single time that the Tampa Bay Lightning had it. Uh, And they shut down and put the clamps down on a very, very tough-to-stop offensive team. Five on five, the Lightning didn't do much. The power play really didn't do anything until they got that late goal and a cheap call uh, late in the game. Uh, Other than that, I mean, it was just a great defensive effort from the uh, Islanders yesterday. 
Barry Trotz shows you again how well-prepared he always has his team. Like he had the extra time, and look what he did with it. He had his team play ready to play an outstanding game. Commitment all over the ice defensively. Even the forwards with the back pressure, with the back checking, were all helping out defensively. It was an outstanding job top to bottom. This blue line for the Islanders continues to get better as well. Nick Letty, Adam Pellick, Ryan Pollock, who had a bomb of a shot from the point to give the Islanders a big 2-0 goal. These are blue liners that deserve some accolades. They deserve some attention. They, they, they go through the whole season playing with a smaller market like the Islanders. They don't get the attention. People don't realize how good some of these blue liners are uh, on this Islanders team, like uh, Adam Pellick, Ryan Pollock, Nick Letty, Noah Dobson, who just keeps getting better and better, this young kid uh, on that blue line for them. Well, they're finding out now. Varlamov solid in net again. And what's dangerous for the Islanders, too, is – they're not only finding ways to score, they're actually one of the top t- teams in the, the playoffs of the four remaining teams in terms of offense, in terms of goals scored. But now you got Matthew Barzell heating up, and they won the Pittsburgh series despite him not <laughs> doing a whole lot. Uh, they ended up you know, winning uh, the, uh, the early part of the Boston series with Barzell, really not generating a lot offensively. Well, now he has found his game again. Uh, four goals, four straight games with a goal. He got the first goal uh, of game one yesterday. He's feeling it. It's a dangerous team. They seem to be getting better with each game. I found they didn't play great at times against Pittsburgh, but they found a way to win. Struggled in the first game against Boston, but they got better and better as that series went on. And I thought they had their best game of the playoffs, Jimmy, uh, game six, to close out the Bruins. And I thought they even exceeded that with their performance yesterday in game one against the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're playing better with each game. Dangerous team, even though the odds don't indicate that this was a dangerous team going into this series. The Islanders made a loud statement in game one on Sunday. We're here to compete. We won't take a backseat to anyone. And we're going to make this a very, very difficult series uh, on the defending Stanley Cup champion, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Long way to go. There's no need to panic if you're Tampa Bay. They're a very good team, usually off a loss. And I'm sure you're going to see them play a lot better uh, in game two. But this is going to be a tough series for them. I think we've certainly got uh, a loud message that that is going to be the case from the New York Islanders yesterday with a very impressive game one win uh jimmy murphy uh will bring him in now uh, to talk about game one and his absolutely nailed it call (laughs) on that game not only the islanders winning but two to one the exact final score uh jimmy uh we got if i had a hat i'd tip it right now and say (laughs) a job well done i I did say overtime i did say overtime so i was wrong there but yeah i nailed the score but i wish i listened to myself too and bet that but you just talk about the Islanders in your description of them. And it almost felt like I was uh, about, I don't know, about six hours ago, we were talking to Bruce Cassidy, the Boston media that was, uh, when he did his end of the season media availability. And he, he pretty much described it just like you. And he said he felt the main difference between the Islanders and the Bruins in that series were two things. So, so I guess the two main differences would be how to describe it. He said exactly what you said was that um, they had huge second periods. That, that was a huge factor. But also, uh, you know, they did get better as the series went on. But in the games that they weren't better, they found ways to win, and the Bruins didn't. No matter what the odds were in the game or where they were in the game, they, they adapted well. He admitted to basically being outcoached by Trotz. we got to look at that, too, as a factor in their success, obviously. But just the way they adapt and the way they find ways to win he thought was the biggest difference there. And obviously that's what you need to do in the playoffs. And 
you know, look, when the, when the team, I know it was only a, a minute and so that they had a battle off there at the end the other day in game one, you know, but they still, uh, they had some pressure. That place was starting to rock again. You, you know, you could have thought in your head, oh boy, here we go. We're going to go to overtime. They're going to blow it. But they don't. They don't crack under pressure. And I think that's what, you know, a lot of people may be underestimated about this Islanders team is the experience they gained with that run they had last year in the bubble. I think that's helping them a lot right now. Yeah, it sure is. And let's not forget, they took Tampa to six last year. And there were a lot of one-goal games in this series. So, yeah, it was Tampa Bay was the better team. There's no question. And they played a a really good series. But even the Islanders, you know, for even an Islanders team that I don't think is as good last year as they are now, even with – and that's – you know, it's crazy to say about that is that they don't even have Andrews Lee right now. And yet I I still feel right now they're playing better and tougher than they were last year at that time, uh, which just goes to show you what – uh, this team is accomplishing right now. It's a complete game. And we're finding out teams that hound the puck all over the ice, especially when they don't have the puck, they are the teams that are having the success. Vegas did the same thing against Colorado. Puck hounds. Every time Colorado had the puck, Vegas is breathing down their neck. And they're here yep. in the final four. Islanders, the same thing. Uh, you could even say Montreal as well. They've really played that way uh, in these playoffs. They didn't give Toronto much time and space late in that, that series. Same with Winnipeg, especially in that final game where they clinched it. The players that are just taking away time and space, it's almost like we're going back a little bit now. We're, we're seeing all of a sudden, you know, being able to defend as a five-man unit on the ice is really showing up now at playoff time again. And we're getting back to those days where you need a little grit. You need a little physicality. You need that little extra edge to battle and compete for loose pucks. Those are the teams that are here right now, still standing uh, in the Stanley Cup semifinals. And the New York Islanders, one of those teams for sure. All right, let's turn our attention, Jimmy, to tonight. I can't wait for this series. It's fascinating. It's got the fan bases of both the Canadians and the Golden Knights going back and forth uh, on Twitter, which is kind of fun to see that. Uh, Montreal and Vegas game one gets underway tonight at T-Mobile Arena, the fortress, uh, as they like to call it. Uh, Vegas minus 260 uh, home favorites here in game one. The total five and a half shaded to the under in this game. Uh, Obviously, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens, longer layoff for them prior to this game than Vegas. How will that affect them? We'll have to wait and see because we did see the Lightning, who had the longer layoff against the Islanders going into game one. Uh, end up uh, losing to the uh, Islanders in game one. Will that impact uh, Montreal a little bit, having the longer layoff? We'll have to wait and see. This is going to be one of those series, Jimmy, and I've said this already, I think, on a show that I did this week. I think it was Saturday's show. This is going to be a series where, from a value standpoint, it's going to be difficult for me, even in spots where I think I like Vegas in this series, it's going to be difficult for me to pull the trigger because I just think kind of like the Lightning and the Islanders series, this game, the series price, and the game-to-game prices are a little bit mispriced. They really are. They're in the wrong range. I didn't think the Lightning should have been in that range they were yesterday or in the series, and I feel that way about Vegas and Montreal. Like, the series price is minus $550. got to risk $550 to win $100 on Vegas to win this series in some spots. They are pricing this like it's just no comparison, no contest, uh, and I don't know if I see it that way. Obviously, Vegas does have a little bit of an advantage in the terms of the overall roster. I get that. Their blue line, look, it's terrific. It's phenomenal, and it played great against a dangerous Colorado team. It's hard to argue with. When you can put out an Alex Petrangelo, 
Alec Martinez, Stanley Cup winners, Braden McNabb, Shea Theodore as your top four defensemen. That's as good as it gets, and and, and I understand all of that. Um, but Montreal's playing the same kind of style that Vegas has used to their advantage for success as well. I see a mirror image series. I see not a whole lot to choose from. In fact, I like that Montreal's gotten their forwards all stepping up, one through 12, all four lines up front. It Early in the season, we talked about this many times on this show, how they relied too much on Tyler Toffoli and Josh Anderson, who are carrying the team offensively for a large part of the season. That hasn't been the case in the playoffs. Kotkaniemi scored. Suzuki's been big. Yoel Armia has chipped in offensively for them. Uh, all of a sudden, we've seen uh, Lekkonen, Arturi Lekkonen, who just got into the se- playoffs late in the Winnipeg series, start to score. Yoel Armia scoring goals for this Montreal team. Uh, they're all of a sudden getting a little bit from all four lines, which they weren't, obviously, for much of the season. The defense. I worry about the five, six guys. There's no question. Romanov's a young guy. Brett Kulak's nothing to write home about. He's the weakest by far of this blue line. Eric Gustafson, good on the power play, good offensively, but he can be a nightmare at times in his own zone. I get all that. But if I'm Dominic Ducharme, do you know what I do tonight? You've been off for a while. All right? There's no reason to not play Shea Weber, Joel Edmondson, Ben Sherratt, Jeff Petrie, if he plays, although I don't think he's going to tonight. But the latest I heard was that he's probably going to miss this game and maybe look to be back in game two. But you play the hell out of those three guys tonight, Weber, Edmondson, and Sherratt. They're your three best defensemen. I don't want to hear this nonsense, oh, but I, don't, I can't play them 30 minutes. To hell with that. They've been off for a week. They're fresh. They're as rested as yep. can be. Play them tonight. You know, you know, don't put Kulak out there for a ton. Put him out in spot situations. But you roll with these three guys tonight uh, on this blue line more than anybody else. I mean, there's no reason not to. This is the spot where you can go a little, for, you know, extend the minutes for your top blue liners and your top defensemen because you've been off for a long period of time. Uh, that is definitely something that I'd like to see him do. And if he does that, that's good because they've been good. They've been absolutely terrific, those three uh, on the blue line for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. So to me, I look at it, their forwards have stepped up Montreal. And you could say that about Vegas, too. You're seeing Nicholas Haig, William Carrier. We're talking about fourth-line guys that scored big goals for Vegas late in that series. So they're getting some depth forward production. And just like with with Montreal, Jimmy, we were worried too much reliance on Toffoli and Anderson. I was worried about that early in these playoffs for Vegas, that they were relying too much on Stone, Pacioretty, and Marcia so, you know, and not getting a whole lot from anybody else. But finally, we saw Carlson hit the scoreboard late in the Colorado series. If Riley Smith gets going, and he's capable, he's streaky, but Riley Smith, if he can get going for the Vegas Golden Knights, that could be a difference maker for them. I find that they're a lot more even in the four forward lines, a lot more even on defense, and look, it's a wash in net with Carey Price and Marc-Andre Fleury. They're both playing at an extremely high level right now. There's no denying that. Um, and Marc-Andre Fleury coming into this game, you talk about the schedule makers doing Vegas a favor. This is the perfect amount of time off since the Colorado series. Three days, so they're not going right into this series. They still get a little bit of rest, especially for Fleury. That's big. 
there are things I think that point me a little bit toward Vegas here, but I am not at all going to be betting them at minus 270 at any point in this series. And hell, even if you want to go Vegas in regulation here, uh, you're talking about minus 150. You know, minus 145, minus 150 is what you're looking at for Vegas in regulation tonight. It's just difficult to see that as value when I think these two teams are a lot closer and a lot more competitive than the game one money line suggests than what the series price suggests as well. So this is a game where I don't have a strong feel for side or total for that matter, but I would probably have to lean to the under. We did see a low-scoring game one Tampa Islanders yesterday. These are two good goalies. I think the fact that Fleury's got some days off, he's ready. He'll be fresh. He'll be on his game uh, as well. So I would lean under five and a half here. I don't have anything in terms of the side in this game but I will reiterate what I have bet in terms of the series because I've mentioned it uh, on Friday's show and Saturday's show I'm on the over five and a half games at minus 112 and I couldn't believe that I couldn't believe that price over five and a half games minus 112 basically even money that this series goes at least six games and I don't have to worry about who wins it at that point just go to six games and that bet cashes and that's a big bet for me I mentioned that this is actually a very big bet for me in terms of a series bet over five and a half games uh, in this series i also have a small sprinkle on montreal at plus 425 a series price i just think it's close like vegas could win this series but to me it's closer than that price indicates and it's it's more competitive this series than that price indicates as well so nothing really in game one in terms of player props the one thing i i do like here i like carry price over saves tonight i just get that sense that Montreal could be a little not sloppy defensively, but they could be they could have the play dictated to them a little bit. Like you're in Vegas, this is going to be the first time you're in that crazy environment. Hell, you haven't been in a, anything close to an environment that loud rooting against you as you will tonight. And I just get the sense that Vegas could be one of those teams to dictate terms tonight a little bit uh, in this game. So if you have access to those kind of props, either Vegas over total shots on goal, some books have it as shots on goal, other books have it as goalie save props, but either one, you could go Vegas over team total shots, you could go carry price over saves. I know carry price over saves is 28 and a half. So carry price over 28 and a half saves at minus 130. I like that prop quite a bit because I do think Vegas is going to, and remember if Petrie doesn't play, your, your your pairings on the blue line are screwed up a little bit tonight uh, if you're Dominic Ducharme, plus the extended time off. You can see Vegas forechecking them to death a little bit tonight uh, here in game one. Um, so I like that prop. I think that's probably the best bet for me in this game. I don't love goal scorer props because I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't love the side with the number being where it is. I, I lean to the under. Uh, I, might, I might have a small bet on that, five and a half. The bet I like most of all tonight in game one is Carey Price over 28 and a half saves. I just think he's going to be pretty busy. I, I think Vegas is a different animal in terms of their forecheck and their cycle game. Winnipeg's not a big uh, forecheck team. Toronto certainly isn't. They're more of a flash and dash, you know, get some good chances off the rush team. Vegas is going to pound them below the hash marks, below the net. And Montreal, that's going to be a different type of opponent for Montreal compared to the first two. So I could see that four check working tonight. They get a lot of shots on Carey Price tonight. So I like that uh, prop a lot. Carey Price over 28 and a half saves tonight. Or you could also bet conversely Vegas over team total shots on goal 
uh, over shots on goal, depending on what your book uh, offers there. Uh, Jimmy, uh, we'll turn over turn it over to you. What do you think here of the series overall and also game one tonight, Montreal-Vegas? I got to say, you got to take a breath, Ian. <laughs> you nailed got that it all in. <laughs> Whoa. Um, no, you know what? I mean, I, I, I like a lot of what you're saying there. I can't believe that. that I'm, I'm jumping on that over five and a half games, too. I mean, that's ridiculous. How, how is that so low? Um, people are just really still somehow sleeping on the Canadians. I mean, I do not see them going down before game six if they're going to lose this series. But I don't think they're going to lose. I'm already on record as saying the Habs will win this series in six games. I like them to come in tonight. I, I, like, I like this game. I'm going to stay away from the side. What I do like is this game to go to overtime. Uh, we've known the Canadians have had uh, quite a few games go to overtime thus far, and they're really good in them, just like they were in 1993. Uh, and I like this game to go to overtime, and I like Carey Price to have a superb game, as do I with Marc-Andre Fleury. So I love the under in this game. I'm also going to take the under in the first period. So three bets there. Overtime, under total, under first period. Uh, as for this series, I, I just – like I said, people are sleeping right now. The Habs are a tenacious bunch. You can talk about the Islanders suffocating teams and always being down their throats. And the Habs are the same way. They get on you and they make you think too much. And then you caught the puck up. And before you know it, the puck's in your net. That's how they play. They're just, they're in your face and they're going to hustle, 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 hustle. And, you know, they don't have one guy that really stands out above the rest, but they've got a lot of grinders out there. And, of course, you know, Safoli right now is having a great playoff. And I, I think Josh Anderson is maybe up for a big series. Uh, he's been kind of up and down, really, in the playoffs. Not, not really what we thought we would see after the regular season he had. So he, this might be his type of series, right? I'm very interested to see how Max Pacioretty does, though. I think it's, it's interesting. I mean, maybe it's, we're not in Canada, and so maybe I'm not hearing enough about it. But I just thought this would be a bigger story, that Max Pacioretty is playing the Montreal Canadiens for the right to go to the Stanley Cup final. I mean, I just thought it would be great if somehow the Canadians could have traded for Chris Kreider or something in the middle and uh, gone back to 2014. Because if you think about it, that's, that's Pacioretty's last time that he was this far in the playoffs was with that Canadian team. And the same for the Canadians as well. I think Pacioretty right now could be an X factor. Maybe he freezes under this pressure. Maybe he freezes against his old team and thinks too much about it. Or maybe he seizes the moment and shines here. And he's been doing that lately. So. He's a guy to watch, I think, for goal-scoring props. And maybe even the other guy on the other side of that trade. Maybe he's got something under his bonnet. And he wants, to, he, wants to, he wants to prove a little, hey, you, you, you regret, you know, let me go in that trade. Well, this is what you're missing right now. So that's another guy might be a good little fun prop for a goal score each game. Who knows? So let's see what happens, guys. I think it's going to be a long series. I think it's going to be an exciting series. I think it will have a little more action. Won't be as much of a trap as we saw last night in the island is enlightening. Uh, but like I said, I like to have in six to win this series. And of course, I also took the Islanders in seven. Yeah, it's underdog city for Jimmy Murphy here in the uh, Stanley Cup semifinals. And hell, I, I'm kind of leaning to the dogs too, because I certainly didn't bet the favorites. Uh, but what I did was I attacked it a different way. I went with over yeah. five and a half games in both series, which is kind of a lean to the underdog when you're doing that anyway, because that's basically a bet that the underdogs, the Islanders and Montreal are going to compete you know, in these two series and be right in them. And I, I, that's exactly what I think in both of them. And then I don't have to worry about, you know, they fall just short, uh, which could happen. So uh, that's why, and I was shocked by the prices, stunned. Stunned that we're talking just for the series to get to six 
bare minimum, six. And we're, we're talking even money to bet over five and a half games for Montreal Vegas, minus 140, which is still not that bad for the other series, the yeah. Islanders-Tampa over that. five and a half games. And I'm feeling good already because the Islanders already have one win in their pocket. So now if you're t- – t- t- uh, th- th- that's why that, that for that bet over five and a half games – it was big for the Islanders to win that game yesterday uh, because now it really puts uh, that series in a good position potentially uh, to be going a long way. So uh, excited to uh, see the Islanders get that win. And I think Montreal can push it to at least six here as well. Uh, and uh, you know what? I, I may sprinkle on these two guys, the two guys that are being talked about sportsnet.ca. They already have an article on the website today talking about the trade and it being one of the main event storylines coming into this series, Nick Suzuki and Max Pacioretty. I will be looking probably game in and game out at some goal-scoring props for those two guys, Pacioretty Mm -hmm. and Suzuki. Suzuki's plus 400 to score a goal tonight. It's hard to ignore that price. And Pacioretty, of course, in that usual range, plus 150, uh, plus 160. But I actually think both of them want to play with purpose and, and try to prove, you know, they're still... You know, not that they feel totally slighted by that trade, but deep down inside, you kind of want to show, hey, I want to stick it to the old team if I'm uh, Max Pacioretty. And Nick Suzuki, well, you wanted to get Max Pacioretty and you thought I would be the guy you could deal because, you know, you didn't want to keep me a long term here in Vegas. So I want to show you, you know, I'm sure there's some sentiment there for Nick Suzuki uh, along those lines. So. I think looking at those two players in terms of goal-scoring props, Pacioretty and Suzuki uh, for each side, is definitely something I would consider, not only tonight, but maybe uh, moving forward uh, throughout the course of this series as well. But it's a fascinating series. I can't wait to see game one tonight and see how it all uh, unfolds. Uh, Like I said, I like that Carey Price over saves, over 28.5 saves prop. Again, if your book offers team shots on goal instead of goalie saves, uh, then I endorse that as well over uh, Vegas Golden Knights over shots on goal tonight uh, in this game as well, because I could see, especially if they're without Petrie and let me see if I can get the uh, latest update uh, on uh, Jeff Petrie tonight. Yeah. He was in non-contact Jersey at the uh, morning skate in uh, Vegas today. So yep. that tells you all you need to know. He will not be uh, in the lineup tonight in game one. So short-handed blue line. Uh, I could see it, Jimmy, a little bit more trouble getting the puck out of the zone tonight. And having that, tra- you know, getting that crisp first pass, getting the puck with Vegas, the way they forecheck, and they just try to keep you hemmed in uh, yeah. in your own zone. So that's why I like the, the Vegas t- uh, overshots on goal prop or Carey Price over saves prop. I think a lot of rubber could be coming Carey Price's way tonight. Yeah, you know, we mentioned it, I think, before when, when Petrie went down, and just how out of sorts they were when he was out in the regular season, right? It was like an 11-game stretch or something, and it- they were cruising, and all of a sudden he got hurt, and just boom, they just nosedived. And it, it's because of how much he means to that back end and the offense. It's how he gets the play going, out of coming out of the defensive zone through the neutral zone. He creates the play in the other end and, and really generates. And he's, you know, I, I think that's an underrated loss. That could be a that could be a huge loss in this series. I mean, if the Canadians do go on to lose this series, you might look back and say, well, they really missed Beachy because. They do, and that's always been something I think that this Canadian team for the last few years has missed a guy like Petrie, and he was able to find his own and really, really shine this year. I thought, you know, if he didn't get hurt this year, he could have been a Norris Trophy candidate for sure, the way he was going. So that's how much he means to this club. They're going to have to 
work as a unit and compensate for that. And the forwards are really going to have to come back and help out. Yeah, got to be a five-man defensive unit. Hell, it should be that for every team at this stage of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But even more yeah. uh, important that that message is uh, 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 reinforced to the team tonight without uh, Jeff Petrie. The forwards got to help out these blue liners because, look, they are going to have to play Kulak and Romanov a little bit more, uh, and you're going to, you know, you're going to have to get uh, a little bit more from uh, your depth to blue liners. And hopefully, though, uh, like I said, though, Ducharme will play Weber. Edmondson and Sherrod in particular more minutes tonight. There's no reason not to. You've been off forever. These guys are fresh. Uh, this is the night where you extend minutes, in my opinion, uh, for your top defenseman here in game one. Great stuff, Jimmy. Great analysis. Uh, we uh, Thanks to everyone in the chat for tuning in. Uh, by the way, we'll be. I want to mention an announcement about tomorrow's show. Uh, earlier in the playoffs, you'll remember, we had a special guest on the game day of one of the Minnesota Wilds playoff games uh, with Terry Edelman. He joined us. <laughs> on an edition of the Ice Guys, one of the days that Minnesota played during the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Well, we're going to have another uh, viewer joining us tomorrow on the show on a game day for the team that he's a fan of, the New York Islanders, Earl Sports Bets, Nicholas Earl, uh, who was with us on one of the uh, BetCasts, I think the very first one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he'll be joining us on the uh, Tuesday edition of the show tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern for a uh, mm -hmm. special preview of the Islanders and the Lightning game two uh, tomorrow night. I know he's excited in the chat. I see him now. Yes. So we will have Nicholas Earl joining us on the Ice Guys show tomorrow uh, to preview game two uh, Islanders and Lightning. Uh, looking forward to that for sure. Uh, before we get to uh, best bets to wrap up today's show, uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. Great time of year. NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs, MLB. Uh, we've got U.S. Open golf this week. Football's only uh, two months away. It'll be here before you know it. A great time of year to check out DraftKings. When you download the app, sign up for an account, you'll get deposit bonus you'll get weekly specials weekly incentives bet boosts and more so check out DraftKings download the app sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN all right best bets uh, just obviously one game it's going to be that way the rest of the season with our ice guys shows only one game to choose from but we still want to throw out a best bet at you even if it's just a lukewarm bet based on only having one game at our disposal but Jimmy uh, a best bet for you, from tonight's game one, Montreal-Vegas, what do you got? I'm going to go with the under on uh, on the whole game there, the under five and a half. Uh, I just think this is going to be a goalie duel right from the get-go. Like I said, I'm smelling overtime. I think, it's, I, I think you called it right. I think it's going to be one of those games where Vegas pours it on and, and they control the tempo and Terry keeps bailing them out and bailing them out and the Habs stick around, and then they take it in overtime is my gut feeling. But I'm going to stick with just going with the overtime there. But the best bet is, under for me all right under five and a half minus 130 uh best bet in game one montreal vegas for uh, jimmy murphy by the way the draw is plus 350 what a price it is uh, on that uh the draw for this uh, game and i might even sprinkle a, a couple bucks on that my best bet is going to be a rare player prop best bet well it depends on the book again as i mentioned some books offer goalie saves props some books instead offer team shots on goal props so I, whatever your book offers, I endorse both of them. Vegas over shots on goal or Carey Price over saves. The book I used had goalie saves, so that's the one I went with. Carey Price over 28.5 saves, minus 130. I like that one a bit. 
short-handed blue line without a key defender and Jeff Petrie. More minutes for guys I don't trust, like Brett Kulak and you know some other uh, depth uh, blue liners. Um, there's going to be the pairings are messed up. There's going to be a little bit of a lack of chemistry and cohesion on that back end, and I think they could be susceptible to that Vegas forecheck, which is very strong. Could hem Montreal in their own zone, and obviously that will lead to more shots and more chances on Carey Price. So Carey Price over 28 and a half saves minus 130. Uh, that will be my best bet for game one, Montreal, Vegas tonight. That'll wrap up this show. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week, Monday to Friday, uh, noon Eastern. Uh, sorry, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, uh, noon Eastern. Uh, if you can't watch the show live, make sure you download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart. You can find the podcast on all those platforms. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy Game 1, Montreal, Vegas. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.